Hello listeners and welcome to Everything Korean with D, your weekly gateway to the captivating world of Korea. I'm your host Donna and I am thrilled to take you on this enchanting journey as I discover all about various Korean topics. If any of the events in the drama start to affect you, reaching out for support can be an essential and empowering step. Whether you're dealing with stress, loss or any challenging situation, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Connecting with friends, family or professionals can provide you with a different perspective, guidance and a safe space to express your feelings. Remember, you don't have to go through tough times alone. Sharing your experiences and emotions with others can lead to valuable insights, emotional relief and a path towards healing and resilience. I usually do a shout out to someone who's made a comment or I feel has supported me on this adventure of mine, but this week I haven't had any comments from anyone. Not that I'm worried about it. But if you want to have a shout out, then do message me via my Twitter or Instagram account. All the details of both of those are on my podcast descriptions. So I'll do my best to be able to make sure everyone gets a mention. So at the end of last week's episode, we saw Bumsuk partying and acting out. So let's see what kind of shenanigans he gets up to this week and how much he affects Suo and Xian. Back at school and everyone is in the class and Bumsuk arrives after the class is over, looking decidedly worse for wear. Xian tries talking to him, but Bumsuk just goes to the back of the class with his new friends, talking about all that they had done over the weekend. And of course, Xian looks really dismayed at hearing and seeing a side of Bumsuk that no one's ever seen before. In the next class, Xian and Suo are sat together and Suo doesn't even know yet what Bumsuk's been up to. But he soon finds out when Bumsuk and his friends walk in laughing and joking. And Shion walks over and says, can I talk to you outside? And Shion just wants to know what's going on with him and that the three friends need to talk about it all. But Bumsuk says, you know what, I've got nothing to discuss. And he thinks that Suho is looking down on him and has done since the beginning, treats him like an underling. And I can kind of see that because Suho really has just been protecting everybody, but he's just got a a crass way of doing it, really. It's, it's just, I am top dog kind of feel to it, I guess. And I don't think he means to be like that intentionally. He's just somebody that's on the side of justice and making sure things are done right. Like when he pushed Xian and said, don't cause trouble in the first episode. And then he just moves everybody out of the way. He just wants to protect and help people. That's all he wants to do. But we saw that Suho had walked out of the class and he hears all of this and he's really dumbfounded. But it seems that Bumsuk has now found some sort of courage. But why is he using it on the wrong people? And again, another night and another acting out by Bumsuk. But this time, an old character has made his way back in by the name of Youngbin. But this time, Youngbin's all friendly. And Youngbin introduces his friends and one male character that we now know is called Woo Young. And he's got a YouTube channel about sparring people, or douchebags as Youngbin refers to them, who claim to be strong. My instant thought about this was they're going to use that against Suho and Xian, perhaps, and take them on. Youngbin ends up asking Bumsuk how the three friends ended up parting ways, and he explains it's because he thinks Suho is just better than everyone else. And Youngbin says he needs to teach him a lesson. And then he does something really extraordinary and he apologises to Bumsuk. I think Youngbin's going to end up using Bumsuk at this point for his own vendetta against the other two because he still hasn't had that yet. But I just wish Bumsuk could see what is happening around him from our perspective, 
and how this is going to affect him later on. So after school, and Shun is now at a Hagwon. Now, Hagwon, also known as a private academy, play a prominent role in South Korea's education system. These supplementary learning centres are essential in the lives of many Korean students, offering specialised instruction in various subjects, such as mathematics, English and science. Hagwons are often attended after regular school hours and on weekends, reflecting the strong emphasis placed on academic excellence in Korean society. Students and parents alike view Hagwons as a means to gain a competitive edge in a highly competitive educational environment. While they provide valuable additional education opportunities, they also raise concerns about the pressure placed on students and the potential for educational inequality. Overall, Korean hagwons are a complex and integral part of the country's educational landscape. As Xian walks out of the hagwon, Suo's there to meet him. But it's not because he wants to hang out with him or anything. He wants to train him some more and get him fitter. So he sends him on his errands, delivering his food up the highest of steps. And then after work, they sit and drink outside a convenience store. So a little side note about Korean convenience stores is that they've now become more than just places to grab a quick snack. They are social hubs where people frequently gather to eat and drink together. This phenomenon can be attributed to several factors. Firstly, convenience stores in Korea offer a diverse range of ready-to-eat meals and snacks, making them an accessible and affordable option for individuals or groups looking to enjoy a quick bite or a light meal. From instant noodles to freshly made kimbap and fried chicken, there's something for everyone. Secondly, the convenience store's 24-7 operating hours make them an ideal meeting place at any time of day or night. Whether it's after a late night outing or a daytime study break, convenience stores are always open, providing a convenient spot to catch up with friends or colleagues. Moreover, Korean culture places a strong emphasis on communal dining and socialising. People often enjoy sharing food and drinks, which creates a sense of togetherness and fosters social bonds. Convenience stores provide a relaxed and informal environment for these gatherings, allowing people to enjoy each other's company without the formality of a restaurant or a cafe. In essence, Korean convenience stores have evolved into more than just retail outlets. They are social spaces where people come together to eat, drink and connect, reflecting the importance of community and convenience in Korean society. And inevitably, the conversation starts about Bumsuk and Shun thinks he's being used by the others to buy them stuff. But Suo, quite rightly, isn't interested. I think he's feeling, even though he doesn't show them often, that he's been hurt. And Suo thinks that Bumsuk is actually using everyone around him, including them, to become popular. He's doing it like politicians and high-status people do and they're sucking up to those around them that can help them, but not caring about who they hurt along the way. And back in school, and again, Bumsuk's doing everything that his new friends are doing, and he seems happy, so much so that he moves to the back of the class with them. And even though Bumsuk has abandoned them, Shun is still not willing to give up on his friend. And outside of the class, he warns these two bullies to not take advantage of Bumsuk. Suo overhears all of this, and he's still very indifferent about it, and he just tells Shun that he needs to stop worrying about Bumsuk. But I think Shun understands how he feels being lonely and all that, being like that himself. So lunchtime and everyone's queued up and Bumsuk and his new friends barge past them all. Which, of course, Suo, being a person who hates this kind of behaviour, starts to holler, oi. 
and even pushes one of them out of the way and the rest run to the back of the line, except Bumsuk. Bumsuk's finding more and more courage to stand up to people. And so we've got Suo and Bumsuk face to face. And you can see that Suo doesn't want to start anything as he turns around to Xion as if to say, what am I supposed to do? But Bumsuk refuses to move out of the way. So Suo just does what he does and he pushed him aside as well. So then Bumsuk and his friends leave, but Bumsuk's enraged at all of the events that's happened. And he turns around to the rest of them and he says, I will offer to pay anybody to beat Suo up and end him. And they discuss the lad from the club, Wu Young, that's got the YouTube channel. So Bumsuk and his friends meet up with this lad, Wu Young, and a couple of others. And he offers to pay $1,000 to this Wu Young to beat up Suo. And they set it for Suo's birthday that coming Saturday. I have such a bad feeling about this, really do. But it's also noted that Suo used to beat Wu Young in competitions before, so they decide to give Suo a penalty and they mess with his scooter brakes, causing him to have a nasty accident, which means he's then already injured. So then the penalty being that they won't be able to beat him, perhaps. And as Bumsuk's watching Suo, who's just had the crash, I kind of sense that Bumsuk may be feeling a little bit guilty about it. And in class the next day as well, as Suo walks in, late to the class, limping a bit, Bumsuk's staring at Suho. Perhaps he's thinking of saying something? But Suo soon puts that idea probably out of his head by saying that he's disgusted with Bumsuk and not to look at him. There's a lot of hard feelings rolling around at the moment from all episodes so far, but this one's the strongest, that Suo and Bumsuk really have a hard time with each other. It's the day of Suo's birthday and Young Yi and Xian are decorating a party room in preparation to cooking some food, preparing game consoles, etc. And Bumsuk suddenly messages Young Yi out of nowhere, asking if they were around and can he meet up with her. But he says not with Xian and Suo, just on her own. He wants to give a gift but doesn't want to go there. But she knows that the friends have fallen out because she asked Xian and he, he confirmed it. And he asks why and she says, oh, nothing. And she goes to meet him and thus giving the address of this party room to the group, perhaps. Young Yi looked really pleased to see Bumsuk. She even apologised about everything that had happened before. I know I wasn't meant to pick up your phone, she said, and I'm sorry if that led people to you. But she fell for the trick and all of them at the cafe that she went to. Suo and Xian now are in the party room waiting for Young Yi to come back and they decide that they can't wait any longer for her so they're going to have something to eat. And as Suo's off warming up a slice of pizza in the microwave, blathering on about how it much more tasty it is from a microwave, which it probably is. Xian sees messages appearing on his phone. And that's Suo's phone, I mean. Bumsuk is messaging Suo's phone and Xian sees the messages and opens the phone and there's a picture of Young Yi being held by the gang. And at that point, I guess he's realised that something's going to happen and he decides that he's going to take care of it. And he responds on Suo's phone saying he's on his way deletes all the messages and then blocks Bumsuk on Suo's phone and goes out himself to the address they sent. And Suo's completely unaware of all of this right now. So Xian's arrived at the address, it's an abandoned warehouse and I think he suspects it's not just Bumsuk. And he finds a weapon, puts it in his back pocket just in case and he starts thinking about some battle from years ago where a, an, a bigger army is being fought in a narrow alley and they're using the smaller area, the narrow area and the surroundings 
to defeat the enemy using stuff like he did before when the gang Sukday beat him up. And as she uncautiously enters the area, he sees Young Bin and Co. And they see it's only Xian, which worries Young Yi and maybe Bumsuk from his initial reaction. I don't think he realised that Xian was going to come. I think he thought, yes, I'm going to get my revenge. But the person who is still his friend in his mind arrives. But you know who it does excite? Young Bin, because he still hasn't had his revenge on Xian. So Xian and Young Yi make a run for it and the others try to catch up to Xian. And as they do catch up to them on an escalator, Xian gets caught by them and Yugi manages to get away and they start attacking him. And of course, Xian has got some blows in himself from the weapon he had in his back pocket. And Yugi shouts, I'm going to call the police, whilst Xian fights with everyone on the stairs. And the plan that Xian had in place about taking them down this narrow alleyway works because he's got them in a line and he can take them on one by one. Um, but before he realises he's in an open space and they've just knocked him to the ground with a crowbar. Of course, not before again, he gets some more good hits on them. And it looks again like Shun's about to end up in a lot more trouble as they're going to start raining lots of blows onto him. He manages to get up and rushes over to a pile of concrete bags and he picks one up and he throws it across, getting it in their faces and then uses a paint pot to hit them all down. And it looks like Shun's about to just use the crowbar on Youngbin when this Wu Young comes. And he's got Bumsuk hiding at the back behind him. And this Wu Young's obviously fed up that he didn't get to battle Suo. So he decides that Shun's going to bear the brunt of it. And Shun goes at him with a crowbar and he says, weapons aren't going to affect me. And that's it. Shun ends up being totally beaten to a pulp. So, of course, Youngbin doing what he does best. He's got back up. He's not afraid again. And he decides to go after Shun. But Bumsuk tells Youngbin to stop. I just wanted Suo, he said. Xian's got nothing to do with this. But of course, that might not be true for him. But Youngbin does have a lot of beef with Xian, and this is his chance. Xian is really vulnerable right now. He's on the floor. He's been absolutely beaten stupid. And the rest of them keep going on. But Bumsuk keeps trying to help Xian. But Youngbin's saying, You choose him or you choose us. And then proceeds to keep hitting Xian with this crowbar. And as Bumsuk runs off, he doesn't want to watch Xian getting hurt. But Wu Young still wants to fight Suo. So Wu Young approaches him and says, you need to reschedule it. I've got friends that want to see this. I want to YouTube live stream it. So obviously Young Yi's called the police and they're on their way. So the rest of the gang decide to leave and they leave just Young Bin and Xian. And Young Bin walks over to Xian, who's lying in a heap on the floor, covered in bruises, cuts and whatever else. And Youngbin looks up and says, you think you won, didn't you? He laughs in Xian's face and proceeds to then run away and just leaving Xian on the floor of this abandoned warehouse. And then, of course, all of while this has been going on, we go back to Suo, who's been waiting for everybody and his five minutes turned into a bit of a kip by the looks of things. And he's just got no idea that this has happened as he wakes up and he finds out that they're both still not back. That was one roller coaster that Bumsuk took everyone on. He's really blind to his rage and hatred for the people that are wronging him. And he's so set on hurting Suo for stopping him and then pushing him out of the way in the lunch line 
that he's forgetting about the others, including himself, he's hurting along the way. And of course, poor Xion is the one who's bearing the brunt of most of this after he tries to help his friends. And I hope that his injuries are not too bad and that Bumsuk realises what he's done. But I also get a big tingly sense that when Suo finds out what has happened, he himself will lose it with all those involved in it. And I think no matter what Bumsuk does now, even if he does decide to help Xion, Suo will never forgive him for hurting his friend. But please join me again next week as we watch the penultimate episode of Weak Hero Class 1. Let's try to keep our hopes up that this works out for each of the three friends and maybe, just maybe, cling on to hope that they find a way back to a friendship amongst them. If you've loved what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and helps me improve. I'll be back next week with another exciting episode, so stay tuned and keep spreading the word about my podcast. Remember, you're capable of achieving incredible things. Keep striving, stay curious and keep being your awesome selves. Until next time, take care, stay inspired and keep listening to Everything Korean with D. Ta-ta for now. <laughs>